Good morning, friends. Tony Pellegrini and Richard Cousins here with our uh, Center for Educational Teaching and Learning here at uh, Southern Utah University. We have Richard Cousins with us today for our monthly podcast on great teaching and, and excellent learning opportunities here. Richard is uh, our Distinguished Service Award winner from our Provost Office from last year that was awarded at graduation. And we wanted to honor him uh, today by asking him a few questions about his teaching and what kind of led that to uh, led him to that uh, great uh, service uh, opportunities and activities. So, Richard, would you mind taking just a moment or two, giving us a little bit of background on Richard, telling us a little about yourself and maybe what brought you to SUU, a little about your background? Sure. I uh, actually started my career as a Boeing engineer in Seattle. So worked there for seven and a half years, went through uh, the manufacturing engineering, the Boeing EIT program, engineering and training, spent some time in tool design and ended up in research and development, which was a great job. But I got tired of the rain and the traffic (laughs) in Seattle and started looking for I grew up in the mountain states here and I was looking for a job to come back here and luckily I found one in Cedar City that was looking for a Boeing engineer. Oh my goodness. Which is really rare. Yeah, it is. So uh, I actually got that job as an engineering manufacturer manager and uh, I started teaching adjunct at SUU here and then that's where I kind of made the transition to education. Exciting, exciting uh, opportunity to work with students to young people just to appeal to you. Yes, yes. You know, initially, it being a teacher never really crossed my mind. But as I was asked to teach adjunct at SUU, you know, it was a great experience. I loved working with the kids. And I was able to bring real world experiences into the classroom. And they really seemed to appreciate that. Absolutely. I think that is um, those real world experiences are the, some of the benefits of, re- of working with our learners and having those uh, interactions, those face to face interactions. With those real world opportunities, certainly you have uh, a wide variety of learners that are in your classes. A very wide variety, I think, is the best way to say that. How, how do you encourage your learners to support one another across those wide? Uh, those wide differences, to be able to, some of those that are uh, maybe very proficient in what you're teaching, some of those that really maybe have the heart or the desire, but are really struggling to make those concepts uh, understandable to them. How do you have your learners work together to make, uh, to connect and work together uh, with their peer support? In my upper division classes, they're a lot closer together as far as capability. But the beginning classes, that is a common problem. We have students that are just at the beginning level to students that have had some experience in high school or industry experience. And trying to keep them engaged at both extremes is a real challenge. But through the years, uh, to me, uh, I've kind of developed a process to where I basically recruit the higher end students to help mentor you know, the beginning students. And that has actually really worked out well because it keeps everybody engaged. Wonderful. And, and, you know, I think if a student can teach something, they know it. They can demonstrate their, their, their knowledge and skills and dispositions. Yes, it definitely is helping them. I, you know, I've had some students sometimes question that, but when you have a classroom of 30 students and 
you have, you know, maybe 10 of them that have serious, you know, really uh, are struggling with the concepts. If you could just duplicate yourself several times, you know, you get through the content a whole lot quicker and everybody's up to speed. And being able to engage uh, those higher end students or more experienced students has uh, really brought the class together to where they're actually talking to each other, working together. Uh, and that's kind of atmosphere that I I love that, uh, the focus that you've had on students talking. You know, if, if we, from my perspective, if I can get my learners talking about the topics rather than me lecturing or, or provide being that sage on the stage, it, it works a lot better. Can you give me your perspective regarding your, maybe your learner's vocabulary? Uh, yes, you have the concepts in your mind and you can share those concepts, but do those advanced learners in your class, do they have the same language or the same vocabulary as your those that maybe are struggling a little bit. You know, obviously there's going to be different levels and capabilities of demonstrating that information, but through that process, they improve and I think, again, get closer to that. Not sure how th th that was actually going to always be measured accurately, but I would say probably by the daily quizzes that I give is where I can actually measure whether that's been uh, a success or not. Fantastic. No, that's wonderful. That formative assessment, you know, are kids getting it? Almost like exit tickets or something like that. Are, are kids getting it so that you can move forward with the next concept that it develops upon? That's great. Uh, again, with that kind of uh, disparity of learners that you have in your class, how do you uh, meet the needs of students in your class who are really advanced, and I know you've talked about this a little by having them teach. Are there other things that you do to, to help? I can't believe any of them are going to say, oh, I'm bored with this. But how do you, you know, beyond having them teach, are there ways that you address students when they come to you and say, this is really not connecting with me? I try to give them different approaches. I mean, so I give them my lecture at first and the process. Then I also have... Uh, videos from other people's points of view of how they approach the problem. And I think also engaging the higher end students, I think they may sometimes actually be able to explain it to the student that's struggling, sometimes better than I can because they understand where that student's coming from. And I, I try to understand that, but I don't always get that. And that, that closeness in age and uh, I think uh, vocabulary, you know, we, they have the same vocabulary to, to work on that and, and to address that. You've talked a little bit about, you know, your background at Boeing, both in Seattle and here in Cedar with uh, aircraft and manufacturing. What components of your resume are you most proud of and why? And, and how do you infuse those or use those to encourage and engage your learners? Well, I mentioned my work history, having real-world experience. I think that has been very, very valuable as far as just being able to talk about processes and application and bring that to the classroom. So I am proud of that. But since I've actually been teaching, I would say more than anything else, it would be the grants that I've been able to bring into the school. And not just because it's a grant, but because what it has enabled me to do. When I first started teaching and the first grants that I got was the curriculum development. And it gave me the resources to actually develop the curriculum in a way that I thought, well, not just me, but faculty from across the state that I worked with in developing it in a way that would be helpful to the students. And it was complete content where you could go online. 
it was free. Basically, we created the, uh, a book in a PDF format. Uh, we did the videos as well. We did the exercises, uh, the testing and everything. So the grants were, gave me the resources to actually develop that process. And as I continued to get uh, more and more bigger grants, I was actually able to bring in like the Thunderworks Makerspace now and the Innovation Center, uh, where we have entire lab dedicated for students to be able to have a hands-on lab. You know, we've got 3D printers, laser engraver. We have a small wood shop where we have CNC router, uh, CNC plasma cutter, uh, MIG welder, TIG welder. So students can actually come in and design, build, and test their design. And talk to me for a moment or two about some of your past graduates, these tools in this makerspace. Have they mentioned to you if that helps them to get jobs, to be able to put into practice some of the, the abilities and skills that they've developed through these uh, opportunities? Part of the grant is actually working with industry, uh, reaching out to industry and bringing them in to help support. So we've tried to create a connection between the students and industry, and we tried to be kind of the, I guess, the uh, connection between those two and bringing them close together so the students are better prepared for that particular industry. And I, yeah, we've had quite a few students that saying that hands-on experience, and from the student's point of view and the industry saying that hands-on experience really sets us apart from a lot of the other engineering and technology programs across the state. Exciting, I think too, what a wonderful, if I were a, a business, you know, working with you, what a wonderful recruitment tool. I get my first kind of, not necessarily pick, but I can see the kids that are, are working and, and, and moving in these areas and, and have the opportunity to be able to say, hey, when you're done with your degree, <laughs> we've got a place for you. I think that's wonderful, absolutely exciting. You know, with the hands-on that you've mentioned, I can't imagine that you'd have a lot of classroom management behaviors or kids off task. Do you have a, a classroom management plan or approach, or do those moments even happen in your class? That's the one thing that I really like uh, the uh, university level classes about is, uh, you know, as far as discipline, that's really not an issue. I mean, most, most of our students are motivated, engaged, you know, and we give them the information, uh, give them the challenge, and most of them, you know, take that and run with it. So that's really not an issue, but as far as management, uh, I do have my own unique, I think, unique way of running the class. Tell us a little about that then, would you please? Well, the beginning of my class, in most of my classes, I have a daily quiz, and that quiz will test or assess what they've gained from the previous class, whatever lecture, video, hands-on, whatever it was, trying to assess that. And so they come to class knowing <laughs> that they're gonna be tested right off the bat, and it's real quick. If they have to learn it while they're doing the quiz, they're not gonna have enough time. Then after that, I actually go back through and review it. So I like to give a lot of feedback. So I give them feedback on the quiz, I'll give them feedback on the assignments that I graded, and the method that I usually use that is I will randomly pick an example and I will go through and critique it. And then on some of the assignments, I'll actually have the students do a peer review on it, critiquing. Not, not that I expect them to be an expert at it, but they can look at what they've done and what their peer has done 
and make an evaluation of you know what they could do to improve or a suggestion of what they can tell their parent to re- improve. Well, I think it's wonderful you're you're providing leadership and instruction to them, but I can you know through that peer review process, I think it's wonderful a great opportunity for them to say, oh my goodness, I can learn as much and not maybe as much, but I can learn from my peers as well as from my instructor, because as they get out in the world of work, there won't be technically an instructor. It's learning from the the environment in which they are they are performing. Yeah. And that's kind of why I encourage students to work together and help each other, not give answers, but to help instruct and provide information because you implement that like in what you do in the real world. You work together, you solve problems. And I think what a wonderful opportunity for your students to be able to say, here are some of my problem-solving skills and approaches as they get out into the world of work. And you have talked a little bit about it already, and I think we've addressed a little of that connection of your lessons to the real world. What, as you look to your future here at SU, what are some things that you would hope to connect with maybe even deeper or to expand into as far as pulling those world of work opportunities into your classrooms? Again, part of one of my grants that I have is uh, industry outreach. And one of those things that we've been doing is actually setting up externships so just short rotations where students can go in and experience different portions of a company's. One of our best ones was the former Metalcraft Technologies. We had students go through two to three week period where they would rotate several hours in engineering, several hours in actually out on the factory floor. And they basically go through the entire manufacturing process. And this really worked out well for them because they got to do an in-depth interview, kind of get the idea of how this student works, what his motivation capabilities are. And the student got an opportunity to see, you know, beginning to end process of a manufacturing company. So it really worked out well for both student and company. And we hope to expand that to other, other companies as well. Wonderful, I see that as really almost a safety net that the university or your classes can provide, uh, whether it's through internships or externships or, or, or working with companies like, as you've identified, the student doesn't have to, know oh, there's a little bit of risk there, but they don't have to risk too much, you know, saying, hey, I'd like to apply for this job or, uh, you know, these are the activities, but they have Richard there. They have the coursework there to say, come back, let's talk about it. What did you see? What did you observe? What were your perspectives associated with that? And then you can provide your observations and perspectives as well. I, I think that's a wonder, wonderful approach to be able to uh, address and engage with that. Richard, uh, really, those are really all the questions you know that I have today. Could you take just a moment or two and, and talk maybe some any words of wisdom that if uh, we were to find you in the Thunderbird Dining Hall or across campus and say, tell me more about what words of wisdom would you have for us as faculty to really engage and connect with our learners? I would say just to be involved, get involved in all different aspects. I mean, and that, that's another thing I really like uh, Southern Utah University about is that you have t- so many different opportunities to get involved in, and from the academic to even into sports, uh, into service. You know, I've spent uh, several spring breaks down in Mexico doing the alternative spring break building houses. Uh, I've been able to participate in the athletics and 
doing that was a faculty basketball team. I've been able to do photography for, I've traveled with the football team a few times uh, doing photography for them. So I, I think just getting involved, uh, taking opportunities, volunteering for service, whatever committees, just get involved. I, I Plenty think of opportunities. There are, and I think that's a wonderful uh, benefit for, uh, to be here at SUU. Uh, we really can uh, get involved with where we're interested and where, and, and we can grow and develop and, and experiment in some of these areas. And, and I think sometimes it's hard to know exactly what those opportunities are unless you actually are proactive and kind of experience it. You know, you may find one activity that you get involved in, you say, well, I don't want to do that again, <laughs> but at least you know. But you make these connections and you start talking to other faculty and you know, staff across campus, and just uh, you get that synergy going. Well, and I think, you know, how we'd li I'd like to wrap this up is absolutely, uh, friends out there, as you see Richard smiling and engaged in activities, don't hesitate to stop him and say, hey, what fun are you having now? Additionally, too, Richard and I haven't visited with you, but if faculty would like to see some of these activities in progress, your classroom is open. You'd allow faculty to come in and make some observations or reach out and address some questions for you. Would you be comfortable with that? Absolutely. So please, friends, don't hesitate to reach out to Richard and to uh, get into his class. We'll walk a mile alongside him and see some of the fun things that he's doing. I would also just put a plug in for the Thunderworks Makerspace. It is open to students across campus, faculty. Uh, we have the training online that we've developed. So all you have to do is take the test, take the training, take the test, and then you have access to, if you like doing hands-on type things, that Come check us out. I'm putting you on the spot. Is there a web page that they can go to, or where can they find that? Yeah, if they go to the Engineering Technology Program website, we are under Thunderworks Makerspace. Wonderful. And they can look at the schedule, they can look at the tools that we have, and they can access the training. And friends, get out there and get involved. This is a wonderful opportunity. Richard, thank you again. We appreciate you. We appreciate your leadership and your the opportunity to stay connected with you. Thank you for coming today, and thank, thank you for you. all the service that you do. Appreciate the opportunity.